Welcome in to another episode of Betting the Pitch. I'm your host, The Real Underscore G Warner. It is Thursday, July 6th, plenty of Wimbledon going on. That's not what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about the knockout rounds of the Gold Cup because we are starved for uh, some sort of competitive men's soccer uh, this summer. Not really the greatest competition out there, but there's money to be made. So uh, I'll be going through each of the uh, days of the knockout rounds uh, as we consolidate from, I think, eight teams to a semifinal. Um, the U.S. are involved. Mexico's involved. Canada's involved. A lot of those things. I'll, I'll give you an idea of kind of how this tournament has gone. Um, really the expectations for each of the teams coming into it. And then of course we'll come out with ultimate best bets end of show. I do have a pregame.com promo code. I uh, want to also mention my Patreon, patreon.com slash the real underscore G Warner. It's a good spot to get all of my uh, leans, thoughts, plays locked in uh, as I do them. Um, so I strongly suggest you checking that out. Um, and it's a little bit more affordable than what I do on pregame. Uh, I know that's been mentioned as, as uh, important to some of you. So check it out, patreon.com slash the real underscore G Warner. But of course, I'll be giving a, a discount code for, for pregame, um, which might work for a lot of you looking for some football stuff coming up really shortly. Um, other than that, uh, I guess I'll jump right into it. All lines quoted in this podcast are courtesy of betaline.ag, my favorite place to get my bets down early. Reduced use is offered on almost every game you want to bet right up until game time. Please follow the link found in the podcast description to fund your account and use the promo code GW50 to receive 50% match bonus up to $1,000. So now that we have a little more money in our accounts, uh, once you use that promo code, uh, Let's jump in. The first match we have on Saturday is Panama against Qatar. Uh, it is, um, I, I am giving a home field advantage to both Mexico and the United States um, for this tournament. Um, just a quarter of what I do for most teams. It might be a little bit aggressive, but I feel like it's fair based on how uh, well Mexicans really show up for, and the Mexican fan base really shows up for this tournament. Uh, nothing to really speak of for Panama, Qatar. I, I do expect more Panamanians in uh, the stadium, but I don't think it's going to be a significant difference. Uh, current number is Panama three quarter goal favorite with all the juice. The over under is two and a quarter and it's split juice both ways. Not expecting a lot of goals in this matchup, but uh, Panama and, and I guess Panama is getting a lot more respect and it's a lot more likely to get through. Um, and I think that the performances so far in this tournament have s- supported that. I think Panama look like a team that, that uh, I thought were pretty impressive in the uh, CONCACAF World Cup qualifying um, they've been good in this tournament as well. Um, started off as a favorite against Costa Rica, who was really their equal uh, in their group, um, which didn't seem that way for a while. But Panama have looked good in this tournament. Uh, I feel like they have done everything they could. They clinched their advancement into this stage um, after only two matches. So their last match didn't really matter. Um, still gave it a go. Um, seemed like they got out of without missing any key players. So that's really important. Uh, and now we're a three-quarter goal favorite, which is pretty expensive, uh, especially as it looks like it's going to climb to a full goal before kickoff on Saturday evening here in the United States. Qatar, on the other hand, um, it's weird that they're in this tournament. They got into it because they played in the Gold Cup the last time, I think, as a prep uh, to get some competitive matches under their belts before the World Cup. Um, they looked pretty good in the Gold Cup last time. Uh, were awful in the World Cup, like embarrassingly bad, like made everyone made me question um, how FIFA would let a really poor footballing nation buy a World Cup. But I guess 
Um, those things are have probably already been decided in the judicial systems in Switzerland or wherever the heck that stuff goes down. Um, but then Qatar, they snuck into this uh, knockout round. Um, certainly their play has not deserved it. Um, they took a shock lead after giving Mexico, who had pretty much already clinched and weren't playing their best players, gave Mexico 70% of the ball or so when Qatar needed a win. Uh, Carlos Quiroz, former manager of like many, many different countries, I think most recently Iran at the World Cup, um, somehow navigated his way. They stole a goal on a, on a cross from the side or from the wing and then basically held on for dear life trying to uh put 11 men in their box um i don't think it's going to be the same type of strategy here against panama because they see themselves as more of an equal though they needed to win that last match we're playing so conservatively i expect it probably is going to go the same way in this one um that does give me some interest in that under two and a quarter i think more so than backing a qatari side that really have not looked good at all um and of course, I feel the pain like I'm going to sneeze soon. So, uh, of course, can't do it. Can't do an episode that sneezes or yawns, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, for my best bet for this episode, I'm going to go or for this matchup. Uh, I think Qatar under two and a quarter is the best one out there. Uh, ultimately, the um, the side is not really something I'm interested in. Even if Qatar gets a plus one, I do think that's a, a reasonable shout and it's something that might be interested in looking into. Um, I think Panama have been playing a lot better, though, and I think there's a lot more safety, clearly in under two and a quarter goals if Qatar did not score uh, versus the uh, only single goal they'd be getting. Uh, now to the nightcap and the bigger matchup on Saturday, at least for uh, ratings reasons in the United States and probably whoever's watching the Gold Cup globally. Um, Mexico are going to face Costa Rica. I don't exactly know where this is located. I could find that pretty easily, but... Ultimately, as I said, I've been giving Mexico home court or home field advantage this entire tournament. Um, currently, Mexico are one and a quarter goal favorite with all the juice right now. Uh, over under is two and three quarters juice to the over. So Mexico came into this tournament with an interim manager really needing to figure out how to play uh, football again at the levels that they would expect. Uh, crashed out of the World Cup. Uh, manager didn't, didn't make it with the job uh, after he got off the flight. Um, I think it was fired mid-air, but knew he was done anyway. Uh, and then the new manager came in, and Coco was so poor, got blasted by the United States, barely, I mean, controlled the possession, but did nothing offensively in their next match. It was a very easy under uh, in the third-place matchup in the um, CONCACAF Nations League. There's so many events going on this summer. Um, now they brought a pretty full, so, I mean, not their best, but ultimately it seemed like almost the best players that Mexico could bring, trying to kind of restore some confidence and really start over um, and really get some much needed wins under their belt. Uh, and it's worked in this tournament so far. The Los Qatar wasn't really a huge demerit because they didn't play their best players, but here we are now. And they're facing a Costa Rican side that honestly was jockeying back and forth. Probably the most interesting of all the simultaneous kickoffs were the Costa Ricans, and the various El Salvadorians and all of them trying to figure out a way who's going to get the second spot behind um, Panama. Um, what ended up having Costa Rica got a big, big win, took a 6-1 lead, I think it was, and then only ended up winning 6-4 against Martinique, uh, who were fighting like heck to try to move on. 
Um, I'm not sure that there's a ton of hangover or anything affecting from that matchup as pretty much everything that's happened before now has been forgotten. All that really mattered was getting through and then what place you got to see if you could avoid the one seed in another group. Well, Costa Rica gets the one seed Mexico from the other group, and this is going to be a tough matchup for them. The Costa Ricans were underdogs to Panama, which is a bit of a surprise. I feel like they've been favored against Panama for a very long time, but Costa Rica has gotten very old. They've a lot of their players have left the team. They still have some names that you know from a long time ago. Um, but ultimately, they're not very strong, and they're not really a goal-scoring side and never really have been. Kaylor Navas is not there to bail out, bail you out the goalkeeping position. Brian Ruiz, I think, is finally retired. Um, I think he was pushing 40. Um, and unfortunately, Costa Rica is going to go in there knowing that they're a huge disadvantage because they're not as talented. They never were as Mexico, and then the Mexicans brought one of their best uh teams to rosters they could because they're trying to restore some glory to an l nation side federation that have been a laughing stock for a while so costa ricans are one and a quarter goal underdogs um they're not going to really have much offensively i don't suspect um i imagine mexico will be a lot more capable at defending set pieces than uh, martinique were and i, I think that's going to really drive down the ability for costa rica to score here now, Mexico on the other side have not been able to score goals for a long time. I'm not sure that two matches in the Gold Cup against like Honduras, who's been one of the worst defenses in history over the past few years. Maybe not history might be extreme, but they've been awful. Um, I think finished bottom of the CONCACAF octagonal, um, despite being one of the better rated sides in there. Um, Mexico, I'm just not a believer. And then crushing Haiti. I mean, I'm sorry, the Haitians like are not a, a nation that to, were even in the octagonal. So I do think Mexico, I, I still don't believe in them to score. I, I think uh, you can honestly feel their crowd get really, really upset every second. They're not taking the lead or dominating their opponent. And I think that plays into the the stress and pressure on the Mexicans that are out there um, on the, on the, on the pitch trying to score goals. And and so my biggest interest in this one is the Costa Ricans, um, but it's not necessarily the side. I think it's again to an under where I like under two and three quarters. So a little bit more juice to the over right now. And certainly there's a key number there. If you can get three, that would be much more interesting. Um, so I'm going to do my best to hold out and see if we get a three before this kicks off. I'm certainly um, marketplaces and, and public money and, and late money seems to always run all the way on favorites and overs, um, specifically overs, I think more so than favorites. So I'm going to hold out hope that we get a three because that push would be important, maybe not essential, but I, I think it's very likely this is a low scoring matchup. So I'm very interested in the Saturday nightcap and really for both matches on Saturday to see unders, I think more so the Costa Ricans um, just because it's a higher number. And uh, I think for, therefore I'll make that my, my selection for Saturday for the ultimate best bet. I'll go Costa Rica under two and three quarters. Um, I do like both unders in both of those matches. Now we'll move to Sunday, um, and we have Guatemala against Jamaica. Guatemala, a three-quarter goal underdog right now with a little bit more of the juice. Over-under is two and a quarter, juiced heavily to the under. Um, Guatemala, you know, they had a really, really good crowd support. I'm not sure that they will in this matchup. The Jamaicans didn't really have a ton, but they have the support of a ton of English Premier League players that did not make the English national side and finally gave up and switched their um, allegiances and to, to a, a nation that they could play for based on um, spots, <laughs> really. But it's gone great for Jamaica so far. We're a better team against the U.S., of course, 
Um, then won their ne- next matchup, I think, pretty pretty handily against Trinidad and Tobago. And then were not clinched, but did what they needed to do to get through uh, against a, a really poor St. Kitts side. Um, the golf and quality from some of these teams in this competition have been incredible. But anyway, Guatemala, they, to me, were not a great offense and, or one that I was really proud of or trusted. Um, and now they're a pretty big underdog as a Jamaican side that definitely have the talent and uh, look like they've had a lot more of the shape that you would, I, I think, was lacking for Jamaica for a long time. Their defense had been a big staying power for them, and they added all these Premier League players, and the defense kind of went out the window, and they weren't scoring enough. Um, this tournament has changed that a little bit, I think, against weaker competition has helped. Um, but I, from where I sit with Jamaica, um, I, I think they're a dark horse to win this event. Uh, I think Guatemala could certainly knock them out because it seems like in knockout stages, like teams even like Brazil will lose. Um, but I think Guatemala at three quarters of a goal is really not enough for me right now. It doesn't look like it's going to climb to a full goal of insurance. Um, so I think my only interest really here is under two and a quarter, but even then I think Jamaica have shown in this tournament, Tamari Gray has been so good. Um, Mikel Antonio is going to be a bull in a China shop, uh, a bull in a Guatemalan China shop. And it's going to be really hard for them to stop him from getting where he wants. Um, so I don't really know what there's a lot for me to do in this one, I guess under two and a quarter to be my biggest interest, but that's really not um, super strong for me right now. So I think um, it might be one of those where I don't really have anything to advocate and we'll move to the U S and Canada. So uh, this is the nightcap on Sunday, Canada would, uh, I mean, not bring their best side here, USA neither, but Canada's a lot thinner on depth. So the U S um, are, are kind of starting what seemed like uh, a team that they were trying to qualify before they ended up getting a, f- a few huge defections like the Jorginho Desks of the world to come and, and, and pledge to play for the United States, Yunus Musa, as, as well as others. Um, Canada's manager saying this is exactly what they wanted. I mean, just really, I think, trying to pump up his side, but I'm sure that's been playing on repeat in the uh, in the locker room in the U.S. as they prepare for this. And uh, let's not forget that the U.S. and Canada just played with different rosters, but in the CONCACAF Nations League final, and Canada were crying under the, the, under the bed, afraid of monsters, basically. Um, and it was a much more talented U.S. side. These teams are probably more similar or more equal in terms of talent. Uh, but that was not a good showing for Canada after an awful World Cup where they were really embarrassed trying to play as aggressively as possible. They then tried to play a little bit. I mean, I, I think Herman, their manager, has kind of transitioned them from a defensive only trying to keep goals out of the back of their net, try to make them into a, a team that can make the World Cup to then uh, playing the World Cup as offensively freely as they could. And then really they sh- they learned that they are not in the right place to do that. They didn't have the qualities to do that on a, on a, a World Cup level. Um, I don't think they have the quality to do that against the U.S., uh, but again, I'm kind of concerned about what uh, the Canadians are going to offer. Um, current numbers, three of three and a quarter with more juice than the U.S. Maybe this climbs to one before it kicks off. I think that's a minimum for me to want to back Canada. Um, in terms of the over-under, I'm not necessarily – I mean, Jesus Ferrer has been awesome, but we've seen his problems in CONCACAF qualifying and literally how he lost his start, striker position to Ricardo Pepe and now to Fulham Balogun um, and – I mean, certainly his two hat tricks uh, in a row has been impressive, but they've been against really, really poor competition. Um, I, I think from from where I'm looking in this one, uh, I'm, I'm not really interested in Canada. I, I don't know necessarily they're going to return to uh, the defensive ways, but I do think that's the best way for them to try to get a result here and try to move through because they even against a, a depleted U.S. competition with like their B side, I think they still need to realize that they're not as strong and they need to play defensively. So under two and a half will be my uh, pick for that one. 
and then uh, I'll go through and, and summarize with an ultimate bet that, um, assuming I don't just knock everything off my laptop, right? Or uh, desk table, whatever we're calling this at this point. Um, so one, before I get to the ultimate best bet, though, let's let's go through and, and save you some additional money. So if you're on pregame.com, uh, if you don't have an account there yet, sign up. You get free $25 for all new accounts. You can use that. Um, get anyone's, I think, best bet for a day. Um, also, if you are trying to purchase more picks, like if you're looking for, I, I do have a college football pick out there. Of course, I'm doing baseball daily. Um, also check out the, the pregame.com promo, uh, excuse me, the podcast, so many P's, um, the, the baseball podcast I do is Scott Seidenberg. Um, but to use the promo code champions 20, get 20% off for all listeners of the soccer podcast. Good for seven days from podcast release. I've actually hit five straight baseball plays, uh, including a best bet yesterday or three-star uh, as they call it over there. Um, so check that out, get 20% off. You can certainly buy a season long package. I have a college football and NFL mixture. I have plenty of other things coming out. I want to get on the guys to get me a, a full all access so I can include soccer stuff as well. Uh, but use the promo code champions 20, good for 20% off anything on the pregame.com website. And you can, uh, I'll get some credit. They'll like me a little bit more. I think, I don't think I get anything financially from it, but uh, they'll at least want to keep doing this podcast a little bit longer if you guys support over there. So champions 20 use that also mentioned my patreon.com uh, slash the real underscore G Warner earlier. Make sure you check that out. If you're looking, that's another place to get all my, my uh, nightly information really. I'm putting out all my liens uh, overnight and then trying to consolidate those and come up with write us before you'll see them on Twitter and things of that nature. So check that out. Patreon.com slash the real underscore G Warner. And uh, I guess it's now it's probably time to get in. I don't think there's anything more that I need to cover. Um, so let's do it. Um, so this is betting the pitch number 209 with the real underscore G Warner on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you can find me uh, for my ultimate best bet on Saturday. I like Costa Rica under two and three quarters uh, for the gold cup. And then on Sunday, I like Canada under two and a half, but for my ultimate best bet on this episode, I'm going to go with Costa Rica under two and three quarters. You might get three before this kicks off. I'll, uh, I'll wait for that one to see what happens. I just don't believe that Mexicans, uh, the Mexican national team can score goals efficiently. It's been a big problem for them for years. I don't think, uh, two good matches, uh, in the first two of a gold cup against really poor competition has really done enough to change my opinion. And I think Costa Rica knows that they are not the same type of talent level that they were in the past. So they're going to go in and try to defend as much as they can. I think it's gonna be really hard to see three goals scored here. So try to hold out if you can gap, if you can grab an under three before this kicks off. But uh, that'll be my ultimate best bet for this episode, betting the pitch number 209. That's Costa Rica under two and three quarter goals on Saturday evening. And then I'll do it for this episode of betting the pitch. Uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, thanks for the support. Um, we'll be working through some future stuff with the big European leagues. Don't really have a lot out there right now, but um, that'll be kind of, I think I'll be doing gold cup for a little while longer. Cause that's a, a real competition that's happening. And then, uh, as the other numbers start coming out, I've been working on tracking transfers and trying to come up with some strategies on who to look for, like fading Brighton seems like a really good idea at this point. Uh, but anyway, stay tuned. Thanks for, uh, all the support. If you're on Spotify or Apple podcast, please leave a five-star review. You really huge to get me up the, the search rankings. If you're on, um, uh, YouTube, please hit subscribe. And uh, of course, if you want to interact with me anywhere, patreon.com slash the real underscore G Warner, twitter.com slash the real underscore G Warner, or Instagram, anywhere you can find it. Awful handle, I know, but we're working through it. And 
at this point or not change it. So the real underscore G Warner, wherever you uh, get your podcasts or tweets or information, hit me up there. I probably have an account and we can chat if you got something that you want to talk about. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.